The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Miss all is right in the world in New Japan in Bread Club. Tetsu Naito has won the G1 Climax. Evil is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Don't you dare. There's nothing. And you just go, we're going to, are we really going <laughs> to? Kieran, there's a lot of, if, if, look, if you've tuned into the Bread Club for the last year, you know that I have some issues, right? There's some things that'll set. There's a lot of rage in me today. There's a lot of rage in me. <laughs> All right? Because I mean, last we talked, it was like, I don't have to watch any evil matches. Well, he fucking made it to the Elite Eight. And I had to watch fucking two evil matches. And I'm not happy about it. You must be so upset that he's now the official IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, you saw what Makoto, the, the announcement Makoto Abe made. Like, it sounded all very legit that Sonata relinquished the title and gave it to Evil, 100% legit. Can we not? Can we not? Can we not do this? <laughs> Look, I don't know shit about pro wrestling, right? I don't know how to book a show. I don't... No, there, people don't like this. People don't like Evil. People don't like the House of Torture. Am I the only one that sees this? So if you're if you're a returning fan, a new fan, basically for the next hour and a half, Matt will be ranting about House of Torture and Evil. Um, so strap yourselves in. Uh, that is the brunch. That is the that's the that's the brunch of the show. It's gonna be Matt having a good time, just telling us all every, everything that's wrong with Evil. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to focus all my energy. I don't want to, but. It, it, I, I don't get it. I just don't. Nothing about it makes sense, Kieran. Why? 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 Do, no, why well, are we? Get, I, I know the story. I picked him to go to the final eight in the wrestling pickums. I picked him to go to the final four in the wrestling pickums. I got my final four correct. Evo Okada, Naito, Osprey. Final four onwards, I was one hundred percent accurate. Um. So you know, just call me Gator. All right, Gato, what am I missing? <laughs> what am I fucking missing here? We we will dive into it, I'm sure. We, we've got no choice. We've got to talk about the quarters. We've got to talk about the semis. And we've got to talk about the upcoming title challenge where Evil will be challenging Sonata. But, man, the G1, it's over. We made it. We all made it. Matt made it. I made it. The Watchers of Bread Club made it. We survived the G1 gauntlet. Um, and there's so much to talk about. The, we, we've got yeah. two weeks worth of G1 still to talk about. It, it did feel like it, it 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 got longer right it was it was not it was rough it's the, the, there was a couple nights where i was like i i, I don't it's if going you, on forever now if you watched every night of the g1 you deserve it would be an achievement unlocked on the xbox it'd be a trophy on the playstation if it was if you were in the scouts you'd get the the badge on your little vest um, it's something to be proud of. It's a badge of honor if you watched every single 
G1 Climax tournament match. Bravo to you. But yeah, made out the other side. Lots of highs, lots of, lots of downs, um, lots of just meh. But we all made out the other side. We got I know an IWGP UK Heavyweight Championship. All-Star Junior Festival is coming up. My version United's coming up. There's been some other New Japan announcements. Um, there's a lot to talk about. But we got two weeks worth of the G1 to catch the people up on, Matt. We do. We do. There was a, a... It was... I... The G1 is my favorite time of the year, right? Can we go back to just 20 dudes? Yeah. It, it feels... It just doesn't feel like the G1, does it? I think we, we've tried it now. We've had this couple of years of experiments and stuff. And, you know, would, would it be the most... Here, here's one for you then, Matt. Do you think they should have four guys that perhaps underperformed in the year prior or guys that you'd like you know you could say this person should be in or this person should they have qualifiers should you have a i don't know who a, a, a gabe kid who kind of was middle of the card and stuff he might not make the cut for a 20 that uh, kayfabe here i fucking love gay kid in this tournament he might be my people kayfabe here gabe kid didn't do great should gabe kid be facing off against you know a ren narita for a playoff spot and like only one of them gets into the g1 climax I don't think it's not a terrible idea. It'll it'll make take if if you're got so we had 32 guys. If we go down to 20, and and there's a couple guys. Maybe Eddie Kingston doesn't come back. Maybe uh, Noah's like we're not sending Kiyomiya again. Uh, <laughs> we we learn we learn from our mistakes. You know, at that I don't think that would be a bad idea to have like a qualifier, like you know. Toriyano had four points and Yoshihashi had four points last year. So clearly, but they both can't be in the 20 man field. So, you know, let's have a, a, a little round robin type deal where they could fight each other to get in. I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. A little fantasy booking. I mean, years ago, Yoshihashi did challenge Zach for the Rev Pro UK title and his spot in the G1. Uh, Zach, of course, won. And this was back before we all fell in love with Yoshihashi. Um, so you know it's not at the realm of possibility. They've done it before, um, but yeah, a little bit, a little bit of fantasy booking to get the the bread club going, to get the ovens toasting, to get the bread cooking. As I plugged everything in, I was like, "Man, I should have, I should have, I wish I had some bread. I really, I really wish I had some bread because it's only a matter of time before we eat bread on the show. It's yeah, literally, it's a matter of time. It all happen. Just where where tea." If I think that's like that's the finale though, why would the people come back in the bread? We've got to keep them on the hook. See, I don't like that you said finale. Like this, there's like a, an end in sight. Se season finale, as in, and then this new season starts two weeks later in our regularly allotted time. Oh, okay. We, uh, when is our season finale? <laughs> God knows. <laughs> if I have to sit through another evil match, that there might be you know season finale or next episode. <laughs> Kill myself. Oh uh, man, but yeah, we've got two weeks of G1 climates to catch up on. We're going all the way back to August the first to talk about matches. We definitely can't remember. Um, the best way to do it is probably just go through night by night. If a match happened and we think it was cool, then we'll talk about it. If it happened and we can't remember a fucking thing, then that's probably you know, we're not gonna talk about it. But we've got a doozy to kick off with here. We're going back to August the first, G1 climax, and Hikaleo defeating Kaito Kiyomiya in the A block. Um, came as a shock at the time for sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get to it. But A Block, uh, we were—I was very high on A Block last time we recorded. Uh, I, f I, f 
I was uh, perplexed and disappointed with the outcome of a block. Um, I knew, I knew some of these guys had to get wins over each other. There was no clear cut favorite outside of Sonata, but I, I, I'm not at the level I am with evil, but I just, Hikaleo does nothing for me. Uh, I think he's so, he's, he's improved so much. I think I got dragged big time on Twitter when I was like, so I gave just the log, a bit of logic for why Hikaleo maybe won. And I was like, the, the three were three musketeers are made men. Like they didn't need to necessarily win the block here. And it's like, you know, they're all young. It's their first time entering and stuff. And, a win Hikaleo qualifying does infinitely more for him than it ever would for any of the three musketeers. Suddenly, you know, New Japan have spent the 2023 in star making mode, and now they've got another guy that they can throw into that mix as a future contender that they've solidified with Hikaleo finishing second in the block. Um, I, I'm not against it. I think he had his moments. Like the, again, jumping ahead, but the, the choke slam in the quarterfinals to Naito was like one of the best choke slams I've ever seen in my life. Like, our Destino was fucking awesome. Um, and I think he's starting to learn that he needs to be the monster. He's starting to get better. Like, and but people certainly need to help him in that. He can't. I, I don't think a monster's ever going to work if the person's not there to meet him in the middle. Yeah. No. You look. Your logic makes perfect sense. And I'm not like. I don't think he's terrible. No, it, I just, he's got a long way to go. You're right. But I, I don't I just, blame anyone for not being a fan of Hikaleo right now. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not not a fan. Even yeah. though he did beat Jay White and make him leave Japan. Um. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. Um, <laughs> but uh, he just doesn't do like it's like, oh, it's a Hikaleo match. I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna tune out comp- completely like I do when there's a Toriano match or a Chase Owens match. But I'm kind of just like, this guy could be huge, but right now he's not there for me. And it's just kind of like, all right, whatever. Like him getting the pinfall over Kiyomiya was surprising, but. Again, to your point, he is in that position where, you know, the three musketeers are set up. Kiyomiya likely going on to the next round, which we thought was going to happen. Uh, we see that dwindle as we get into these last couple of days. And he just seemed like the most logical choice to put in there. I think as well, like every year, like it, it, there's a strange, the strangest person seems to beat some like people, you know what I mean? Like Hikaleo beating Kaito Kiyomiya and stuff like it happens every year. And every year people lose their shit. Like, oh, how dare could, how could Hikaleo possibly beat Kaito Kiyomiya? It's like, it's the G1. The whole premise is anyone can beat anyone. Like get behind it. Stop like, you know, looking at it from a booking perspective of, oh, I would have booked Kaito Kiyomiya to win. Oh, why would you book this or book that? Just, you know, and enjoy it a bit more. Uh, forget the inside baseball a bit. Um, Great Okan defeating Yoshihashi, uh, Ch- Red Narita defeating Chase Owens, El Fantasma defeating Taichi, Sonata defeating Gabe Kidd. Um, I remember loving this. Uh, I can't remember why because it was like 20,000 matches ago. Um, but I'm sure Gabe Kidd was up to his usual shenanigans. Um, and you know, he's doing it against the champion and he, he looked like a million bucks. I, I remember in this match, it was a great match. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, it's uh, another out, another outstanding performance by Gabe Kidd up to this point, and you know even even when we wrapped up last week's recording, it seemed like Gabe Kidd was our our MVP of the G1, and I, I think it's safe to say like now that it's in our rearview mirror, I know Naito won, uh, and I know people think like oh well he's the winner, he's the MVP, but that's not necessarily the case here. Like in all sports, there's people who don't win, but they're the most valuable player for their team. In this case, I think. Gabe Kidd was the most valuable player for the G1. You did not miss a Gabe Kidd match. Yeah. Win or I, lost. 
I think Gabe Kidd definitely the MVP for the blocks. But then once you throw in the fact that there's three matches after that for some of the wrestlers, namely Will Ospreay, uh, I think Will Ospreay has a strong contention for MVP as well. But he has the advantage of he had three matches and he had three big fucking match. Uh, no, two matches, of course. Ospreay didn't make the finals, um, but had the quarters and the semis um, and the match against Naito, match of the year contender. But, you know, he had these more big, important matches. And when a match is bigger and it's important, of course, it feels bigger and better. Um, speaking of Will Ospreay and speaking of people losing their shit and speaking of odd booking and what's going on, Tangaloa defeating Will Ospreay via countout. Uh, which nobody ever saw coming, but you know, Osprey has to drop a loss somewhere. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I really don't. It's a twenty count. Like I just, I hate it. I hate it. They did it a couple nights later too. Uh, you know, in a very, very important situation, and it's just like my internet. It's fucking infuriating. Right? <laughs> it drives you mad. Um. Yeah, Will wasn't going to run the table, right, uh, in B-Block. Um, this was just – it's the G1, so expect the unexpected, and there's so much there. So I just – I hate to count out. You know, unless it's Toriano tying somebody up with his tape somewhere or putting them in an elevator and sending them down a level, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, uh, ugh. Yota Suji defeating Shota Umino, the only one of the Raymond Three Musketeers to end in the decision that wasn't a draw. Um, and I, I love this match again, I think – Shota Umino has shot my rankings this tournament. The, the spirit and fire he showed throughout, he really come in guns blazing um, compared to Renarita, who I couldn't give a shit about. And we already knew Suji was good. Um, he just solidified himself throughout this tournament. But yeah, interesting that Suji was the only one to get a pin for over another musketeer in the tournament. Yeah, well, as we get, you know, as we start, once we talk post G1, I think we can see. I think the I think we see where the storyline is going. Yeah. Um, and I think it's inevitable. I think Suji's a star, right? When this got to the 19 minute mark, I was like, oh my fucking God, are we going to get another goddamn draw? Oh, uh, no. But, but yeah, these guys, Umino, definitely, even though I still hate his shitty entrance where he has two jackets and his oh, dumb entrance is dog shit. But yeah, once he gets in the ring, vastly improved. Um, and Okada beating Kenta in the main event. Move on to August the 2nd. Alex Coglin defeating Tanahashi. Mikey Nichols defeating Evil. You must have loved that, Matt. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Uh, you ever have one of those moments where you're there, but you're not there? Like you're, you're, you know what you're watching. You know what's going on, but you just have no memory of it. Like I was I, there. Yeah. I, I watched it. I was out to lunch, bro. My brain was. <laughs> and I feel I like love Mikey Nichols. I thought he had a great performance in the G1. Uh, but I, really I can't with the fucking house of torture and e I can't, I can't. Tori, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't even celebrate it. Tori, I know defeating Shane Haste, Hanare defeating Ishii, Hiroki Goto defeating Jeff Cobb, Eddie Kingston defeating Tamatonga, Tetsuya Naito defeating Zack Sabre Jr., which was tremendous. These two always, always, always deliver. Uh, it's never in doubt when it comes to those two men. And Shingo Takagi defeating David Finley in the main event as well. Um, but yeah, that Naito Zack Save Jr. match, uh, probably the only match of worth checking out on that show, I think, uh, of, of that night for sure. Yeah, I agree. And if you remember, what was it? Bad? It was the New Japan Cup where they went like three minutes. You thought it was going to be like a barn burner. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the, G, this... the G1 last year, I think Naito like took him out, and then literally the majority of the match was the post match of Zach screaming his head off, and <laughs> Naito's copying him in the ring whilst he throws a tantrum, and Naito throws something to Naito to Zach at some point, he hits it back with a fucking chair like a baseball. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was. They they delivered. Um, it is exactly what you expected out of those two, and I like I like the Shingo David Finley uh, match. I like the outcome of that because. Post G1, you always wonder what they're going to do with these guys, and it'll be interesting to see because uh, there's a couple uh, guys that have their uh, cool. their pokers in the David Finley Never Openweight Championship fire. Um, we're getting Tamatonga versus David Finley round four in this calendar year. Um, that is wildly unexciting. Dude, if that's on the same show as Sonata Evil, I, I might not watch it, Kieran. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> you transparency. We're going to have to sit through a fucking evil Sonata match again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I am not looking forward to that. That might be a, like, I just kind of like lead you through that show. Cause I might not even watch it. <laughs> um, and then we get to the final nights of blocks. It's only one block per night, starting with the a block Yota Suji defeating Gabe kid, uh, Yota Suji revealing to the world that he has a twin brother that nobody fucking knew about. Uh, Matt, this was so, so, so confusing. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, yep. All I can say is yep. I'm like watching, and then it's like, what? What the? F- the fuck it, is going on? Did it, I miss it, something? Is this an evil match? Did I completely punch out and miss something? The, that the, like the whole opening with the the twin coming out in all of Suji's gear, and like you're just not having a clue because it, it's Suji as far as you're concerned, and then you're like, wait, something's a bit off. Um, but then the match itself was fucking awesome. Like they had the post a pre-match brawl, and then they went for 15 minutes in the ring, and they they beat the shit out of each other, man. I feel like okay, when when these guys step in the ring with Gabe, it's either they agree, okay, let's fucking lay our shit in, or Gabe just lays his shit in, and they're like, well, fuck it, let's go. Like he he brings out the best in everyone he's in the ring with Gabe. Like whether you want it or not, like he done it for Kaito, he done it for Ren. This Suji match was incredible. Like MVP, like we said for Gabe, 100. percent and I think it's, uh, I'm sure from a booking standpoint, right? They probably went into this like, this is what Gabe's going to do the whole tournament until he gets to the last night. And Suji's got a twin brother. So let's do the decoy. It's fucking it, soup. Brilliant. It was, it was so well thought out, especially when you look at the history of this whole G1 for Gabe kid, where he's just beating the dog shit out of people before the matches even start. And now here's Suji. The, 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 he just came back from excursion three, four months ago and he's outsmarting the war dog mania. Like it was just beautifully done. The execution was great. And, uh, yeah, and then the match was fantastic, man. I, I really enjoyed this. I'm bummed that neither of these guys made it to the final eight. Yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Gabe's back in Japan sooner rather than later. Um, Ren Narita defeating Kaito Kiyomiya, which eliminated Kaito from the tournament. And it was only Ren's second win of the tournament as well. Um, probably one, I I, 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 can't, I was kind of zoned out on this. I can't lie. I can't remember why. Um, but like, I kind of tuned in. Oh, I know why, because it was a Ren Narita match. No, maybe. I think I think I was, there was something going on in, in my life. Um, but yeah, no, I know people, from what I saw, I kind of tuned in properly in the end and it looked fucking great like ren looked fired up it looked like the ren we needed more of rather than the ren we've seen for the majority of this tournament i think we talked about it last the last time we got together you think that's by design 
Like he's supposed to be the softer of the three musketeers? I don't think so. I just think he's just not as good, quite frankly. I think he needs someone to bring it out of him. I think, and the Gabe kid does that, and Kaizo Kiyomiya clearly could do that. Like Shota was just, he, he couldn't stand up to Shota. He couldn't stand up to Suji. They were just above him. I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the fact that Kaito was an outsider and maybe they just gelled well, but Gabe certainly brought the best out of Ren as well. I think he's just, yeah, I just, I don't know if he's younger as well uh, than the others, but he's, yeah, he, he's got a long way to go, like I've said every time we've spoken about the poor fucker. I don't, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but it's, you know, <laughs> as we, as we progress, right, I think one of the new three musketeers, he's going to be something we talk about a lot in the future. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, Sonata comfortably defeating Chase Owens to go undefeated in the block, seven straight wins. Um, and then Hikaleo defeating Shota Umino in the main event, sending the internet into a spiral. Hikaleo defeating Shota Umino, which meant Hikaleo qualified instead of Shota to make the quarterfinals of the A block. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Look, I thought the match was what it delivered. You know, it was exciting. It was them booking themselves into, you know, winner takes it all type of deal. And Shota Umino hung in there and the, the choke slam and the finish looked good. And, you know, I wouldn't have been my pick to go to uh, to the quarters with Sonata. But again, it makes sense. Like this is a, he's he's, you know, he's had those big matches in front of those big crowds. So. Let's let's send them to the final eight, and then post G one, you have all the time you need to mold these three musketeers and do whatever you want with them. And like you said earlier, you can have a, a ready made star in Hikaleo. So before we move on from A block, Matt, Kaito Kiyomiya, what do we think? Booking in ring, just everything Kaito Kiyomiya and G one climax. I think I think he's one of those guys you can mention. Um, you know, you can make a case for MVP for Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, no I thought he had, way, really? I thought he had a really good showing. Um, disappointed that we didn't get what we all thought we were going to get. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely us as fans. That's the you know, I think New Japan probably made it a bit clear that it, Okada and Kaito needs to meet in the semis, and you know, the chances that that were always going to be slim, I suppose. Um. Why would they have Kaito get so far when they can have their own boys get so far? Um, yeah. And and the MVP consideration, I'm looking at it as somebody who doesn't watch, like take out, so, like I know who he is because I've been we've been following New Japan and I've seen his Noah stuff. Like take out the the fact that like to a lot of people this might have been their first introduction to Kaito Kimia yeah. uh, from another promotion. The cards are stacked against him. He hung with with some of the better prospects in pro wrestling and the champion of the promotion. Uh, and I think he had good showings all across the board. So I could see somebody making a case. He wouldn't be, you know, we talked earlier, like Osprey, Gabe Kidd. He's not there. But if, you know, if you looked at like a top five and someone put Kiyomiya at like the four or five spot for the MVP, I, I could see somebody making a case for him. Yeah, no, that's a, that's fair enough. Um, I think he just, I think he's rather forgettable in the grand scheme of things. Um, which is not what you want from an out like your boy coming in to represent your company. Um, his score was awful, like six points, two wins, two draws, three losses, I think. Um, 
Like, but he did go. He did go almost twenty minutes. He went to nineteen fifty eight with with the world champion. He, he did. He did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> it's kind of crazy that Noah agreed to it. Like, why it, it doesn't make him look put him in a good light? It doesn't put Noah in a good light. I don't think. Um, he kind of just got rolled over. See, now I don't know as much about Noah as uh, you do. Like, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of pro wrestling, Noah. Uh, I know we've talked about it before, and you think they have a nice young crop of guys. And there was that, uh, the what was it, opening night of G1 versus the that big match that you wanted Ken, to watch? Yeah, Kenta Mihara versus Nakajima, which was a match of the year. So is it, is it like we have this match of the year candidate, and we have this going on, like we can afford to send him over there, and, I and mean, he doesn't get that, completely run over? But look, man, going almost to a draw with the world champions gotta mean something to someone somewhere yeah maybe i don't know i just think a very underwhelming uh you know he went from being coming in with obviously high aspirations he's gonna say that he's gonna win the g1 and everything to just being in the opening tag match every night um you know taking on guys like tenzan and teaming with rohei oiwa who's now going on excursion to nowhere it seems um so there was a story being told there but yeah i don't know I feel like you would never get a New Japan guy go to another tournament and get that treatment, would you? I don't think. Could you imagine? Exactly. Could you imagine Mr. Okada? Um, Obviously, it's it's a very different kettle fish, but moving on to the B block. Kenta defeating Yoshihashi, Great Okan defeating Taichi, Kazuchika Okada defeating Tangaloa, and in the main event, Will Ospreay defeating El Phantasmo. Many saying match of the tournament. Uh, I'm I'm hard pushed to disagree, man. These two, wow, man, they, these two fucking blew me away. Is it is no surprise that when you talk about match of the tournament, Will Osprey is involved? But goddamn, and and, and it, uh, you know what we all thought would happen post match. Uh, ELP now has a home. He does. We 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 called it on the last episode, surely. I think, yeah. <clears throat> And it don't look, it only makes sense. These are, this is all these guys were booted from Bullet Club. So there's like a built in story there. Now we're going to get this, the, 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 you know, old, old guard of Bullet Club versus the War Dog version at some point, I'm sure, down the line. But uh, like, goddamn, these, these guys fucking delivered. I saw like some, speaking about El Fantasma joining GOD, I saw someone complaining, like, oh, why would he join GOD when Hikileo is the reason why Jay White's no longer in New Japan? Rah, 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 rah. And it's like, it's pro wrestling. Like, they could literally just throw one line into a promo, and there's your reasoning. Like, El Fantasmo could just be like, oh, thank you for getting rid of Jay White and making me see the light and not the person I truly like. They can, it's pro wrestling. They can do whatever the fuck they want and explain it. Doesn't mean it's good yeah. or not, but like, no. you know, that, there's, and you know, yeah, he's boys with Tamar and Tanga. They were in Bullet Club together. They all got kicked out. Um, Hikilo is the only one who only made his own decision to leave. Like, the camaraderie is there. It makes a lot of sense. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. And G.O.D. is kind of becoming, it's got more merit to it now. There's five guys yeah. if you include Chardo. Yeah. And, and look, there's no promotion out there that does a better job of telling a story. And they're, they'll, they'll have, they'll, when it comes time to explain why ELP decided to go here, there'll be a story there. They're not going to make something up. There's a reason. There's always a reason. And I think New Japan does it better than anybody because they don't, try and change the history of the promotion. So everything means something. But the, the match itself, El Fantasmo Will Ospreay, probably El Fantasmo's best showing in the New Japan ring. Um, I, I, I feel- What's the easiest choice you can make? 
window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Feel like, you know, I feel people forget the junior, when he challenged for Osprey for the junior title. Um, was really fucking good. Uh, I want to say it was in Rio Goku Sumo Hall, maybe. Um, but yeah, definitely, I, I, I would say this is Osprey. Uh, El Phantasmo's best outing. Osprey winning with a Storm Driver, but man, El Phantasmo looked like a, a bonafide star in this match, man. They, the Osaka crowd loved him. Uh, they were fully behind him over Osprey as well, which is a, a big deal when you look at the reactions. Osprey's getting everywhere else on this tour. Yeah, and it only helps strengthen New Japan as we go forward. You're making new stars. We see Hikaleo getting to the Elite Eight. We see this showing from ELP, and I don't think it's a surprise that we... I think we knew he was capable of having this kind of quality match, and I think this just helps bolster you know, the never, never open weight title division, the UK title now, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, it's a win for everybody. It really is. A great performance by ELP. Uh, C block final night. Tomohiro Ishii defeating Mikey Nichols. This match was really fucking good for two men that had nothing to wrestle for. Um, I really fucking enjoyed this. Uh, much more so than Hanare losing to Tamatonga. Tamatonga was a dud for me this whole tournament, man. Um, I don't know what's changed from last year when he seemed on top of the world and he's having these amazing matches with Jay White. He's defeating Jay White to qualify to the semis and the match with Okada and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Tomatonga's just not doing it for me anymore. No, I, look, I I was whatever lightning they were trying to capture with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, like and Tomatonga last year. Like this is rust. This is rust. Like it's just I can't. The moment where he won the Never Openweight Championship was such a huge moment for Tomatonga. Yeah, his ascension. he was so behind him. And then the, to have no successful defenses, drop it to Carl Anderson, and then he's essentially, we're not seeing Tomatonga until the rematch. And at that point, you're like, well, they're in fucking WWE. So clearly, Tomatonga has to win. Like, I'm I'm out. Like, I, I don't care at this point. It, so much time has gone by where my interest in this story, as cool as it was that WWF guys, WWE guys, whatever you want to call them, are now working at, at these huge shows. I just didn't care. And it's like he he hasn't rebounded from it. There's nothing 
exciting about Tama Tonga. I hate to say it because I fucking love the guy, but there's nothing there for me to sink my teeth into. Yeah, no, I think you actually really summed up perfectly. Um, C Block continues. David Finley defeating Eddie Kinston. The winner of this match would have gone through to the quarterfinals. Of course, the internet losing their mind. How could the internet darling Eddie Kinston lose to David Finley? How has this outsider not made it into the quarterfinals? Why is he not winning the G1, this man we love from AEW? Um, you know, of course, David Finley was always going to qualify out of the two men here. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good match, all things considered. And you know, we should probably take a moment to speak about Eddie Kingston, the boy living out his dream. Um, you know, you could see it every night. He got to meet Toshiaki Kawada. He wears yellow on his ring gear in honor of Toshiaki Kawada. It's his favorite wrestler ever. Um, huge moment. He's like a, I want to say a kid in a candy shop, but that doesn't even explain it. It's like when you see the videos of five-year-olds opening up a Nintendo 64 back in the <laughs> 90s and they lose their shit. That was Eddie Kingston in that moment. Um, the dude has just probably had the best month of his entire fucking life, man. Yeah, look, I you know I told we talked about it last time. There's, I I get it. I get why people are so invested in Eddie Kingston. He doesn't do anything for me. I think he has the same match every night. Uh, you know, and he he goes out there and he puts it all on the line though, hundred fucking percent. They beat the dog shit out of each other, no matter who he's in there with. It's just like, all right, like the story's great, but for me, I'm like, what I had no at. No thought in my mind Eddie Kingston was making it to the eight. I, I didn't even think that was a possibility. Great showing. I know people love him, just not, you know, you see one Eddie Kingston match, you've seen them all, in my opinion. And then the internet takes another big L when Evil defeats everyone's favorite work rate, Shingo Takagi, in the main event, the final night of C Block to qualify. Winner takes all, and Evil qualifies over Shingo Takagi into the quarterfinals. We get all the run-ins. We get Hiromu coming in. I think Suji maybe even came in. Um, but the house of torture, the house always wins, Matt. Uh, again, don't understand any. I don't. I don't. I don't. There. I can't be the only one that hates this as much as I do. There's got to be. Even if there's like six people, at least I know I'm not an island by myself. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, right? Logic tells you. And for me, now maybe I'm over fucking analyzing this. If Shingo wins, Tama Tonga gets in, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much interference. Why does Tama Tonga not come out and help Shingo win? Yeah, I don't. I I, 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 I saw people saying this as well. Um, A, just booking, I suppose. (laughs) They wanted evil to go through. And why would Tonga Tama, why would, why would, Tama, why would Tama Tonga help another person from a different group, although it benefits himself, I suppose? Uh they kind of booked themselves into a corner, I guess. But my yeah, I think that's my logic is that you know it's Jody, it's LIJ. Why would Tama Tonga help uh, an LIJ guy out? Even though it by proxy helps himself. Be, I think what, what they would have gone to a tiebreaker, right? Yeah, some something crazy like that that was never really gonna happen. Um, I think, ta- oh no, Takagi. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense because Takagi, Takagi did. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think if Tama came, if, if Shingo had won, it would have gone to a tiebreaker or Shingo. Yeah, no, because really? they everyone... went to a draw. They went to a 20 minute draw, Tama yeah. Tonga and Shingo. Yeah, they did because everyone was saying, why didn't Tama Tonga come out and interfere during everyone else's interference? Um, and I just hate evil. I hate evil. I hate everything about this, Kieran. Everything. Everything. Uh, final night of D block Alex Coughlin oh. defeating Toro Yano. 
Jeff Cobb and Shane Haste going to a double count out. Shane Haste heroically sacrificing himself, foregoing G1 Climax points, foregoing glory to help his frontman, Zack Sabre Jr., make the finals by denying Jeff Cobb a victory, holding his leg, stopping a double count out. This is the this is the kayfabe you won. This is someone helping out someone else. I get it. I liked it. I'm I, I'm all for it. Shane Hayes had he could he, nothing but pride, which I think is always a stupid fucking thing, quite frankly. <laughs> I get it. It's just like I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I just was like, come on, this is like we've. I, I want. I want that. I want that last. I want that chaos. I want like the fucking four way tie. I want like the playoff never, round. Never I don't know how they. Year. I want that one year, and I we haven't got it every was, year. This, people, this go, is the perfect situation. People do go this crazy with the math. Like if this person beats this person, this person draws. Then we're gonna get an eight way tie, and they're all gonna have to get on a boat, and the first person that swims back quickest will fucking qualify. And you know you have to eat chicken wings the fastest. Like. All these ridiculous, crazy things that just, it always, always, 99% of the time, G1 Climax ends up as the winner of this match is going to qualify. It's as, sim- it's as simple as that. It always comes down to that. Or maybe, you know, you get, a, like when Goto got to the final a few years ago, it's because the main event either ended in a draw or the wrong person uh, won. Like, no, it happened with Jay White and Tomohiro Ishii. Jay White and Tomohiro Ishii were in the main event a few years back. If Jay White won, he would have got to the final. Ishii beat Jay White, and instead Ibushi got to the final. Um, but again, it's a ma- it's it's done and dusted. You're never going to get these tiebreaker matches that Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton say will happen after the main event. Um, I, that's never going to happen. Never say never, Kieran. I, I'm saying never. Evil made it to the fucking final four. Don't never say never. I had Evil going to the final four. Um, yeah, keep fucking patting yourself on the back, dickhead. I will. I will. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Hiroki Goto to advance to the quarterfinals, and in the main event. Tetsuya Naito defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi to also qualify to the finals. The Tornado DDT roll-up thing that Tetsuya Naito has been doing in this tournament is awesome. Um, especially in this one, there was a horrible fud when he fucking done it to Tanahashi, like seemingly just dropping Tanahashi on his head. But it's a great move and I like a really cool new addition to Naito's repertoire. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. And I enjoyed this match. You know, big, you know, ta- look, we've... I've been very clear with this is not the Tanahashi of 10 years ago. It's not the Tanahashi of five years ago. But when it's time for him to go, when he's in this position, him and Naito, you know, they are no spring chickens. They put it on, man. This was a great 18-minute match, and and uh, I think the right man won, uh, and I was happy with it. I was happy with the final here. And then August 10th, we move into the quarterfinals now. You lose and you're out. Tetsuya Naito defeating Hikaleo. Um, I thought this was pretty good, all things considered, especially the... Uh, the chokes, I'm like I said. Uh, Will Ospreay defeating David Finney. These guys have crazy chemistry. Crazy chemistry. Um, yeah, and like I thought this was... Twice last year, I think. You off. Kieran, I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, I, thought, I thought this was... This was, unlike any House of Torture match, the outside interference helped, helped this the, match. The fucking, like, when Osprey makes his entrance and then Gabe and Alex are there waiting for him. And then the United Empire boys come out behind Osprey. That visual just made that elevated that match instantly. I was like, this match went from being a quarterfinal match to being a really fucking big deal. 
I can't. I it really made me pumped for it. Just that little interaction. Um, that was really fucking good and smart. Yeah, it's an instance where less is more, right? We don't need. We just need the visual. Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, the table coming out as well. Um, which Finley got put through with a power bomb. Um, but yeah, Osprey getting the win eventually with the Storm Driver. Uh, no, with the Stormbreaker. Uh, New Japan website says Storm Driver. That's wrong. He won with a Stormbreaker. Uh, then in the the quarterfinal, another quarterfinal, I should say. Sorry, Sonada losing to Evil, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, falling victim to the House of Torture. Sonada's first loss since becoming IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, and a new challenger arises from the darkness. I am not frozen. I get the crowd. Get... The crowd are invested in this shit. They lose in their minds. I, I, maybe I should watch the match through their fucking eyes. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. A hundred percent. Lij fractured. These guys used to be a fucking tag team. Multiple time champions. You never get over your brother stabbing you in the back. That's great. This was fucking dog shit. This match. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Look and look, you say whatever you want. It don't matter who you put in the ring with evil because it's fucking dog shit. We're going to fast forward to the next night. Okada evil was fucking atrocious. This I mean, is bad. And now I'm going to have to sit through another fucking evil Sonata match that's going to main event some fucking high profile show in September or November. Why? I don't fucking understand this. Am I an idiot? If anyone in, uh, if any of our bread club listeners are well off in the financial department, please send Matt a House of Torture shirt or a House of Torture towel or just anything House of Torture related. Um, if you could get Dick Togo to not rock up at Matt's door, that would be the best present. You know, I would actually love to hang out with Dick Togo. <laughs> Look, I'll be the first. You could go back through the Shining Wizards archive. I was all when he beat Naito for the title. I, I was all in at the fucking ever. I've been everything is evil shirt. Like I was in right because it was fucking different. It was. We, uh, then anyone then that says otherwise is time bullshit. This is just it's. Well, you got like the, the per- definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again accepting expecting a different result every evil match has dick to go the garrett st- ah! you've got the perfect palette cleanser at least in the main event man okada versus zack saber jr two of the best in the world going at it man i love this i've tooted zack saber jr's horn all year uh wrestler of the year alongside will osprey um I, I love this. I loved everything about it. The, these two just they whenever they step in the ring together, it's you you know it's guaranteed to fucking be something exceptional, man. Um Zach even busting out his own version of like the Rainmaker during it, which we hadn't seen before. Um, but ultimately succumbing to Okada and Okada making the semifinals. And I, I was good, a good great match, great palate cleanser. You're absolutely right. Uh, Okada, Naito, Osprey fucking evil in the final four uh it's all was right in kieran's world not so much in my world i would have taken <laughs> a piece of fucking wood as a final four competitor and i would have been thrilled um matt did you see or do you know of the young lion consecutive battle match the dark match that happened at the semi-finals 
it's the they they one guy has to wrestle all the young lions and if he wins he gets like like uh like uh chicken or something he gets some like lifetime supply or something right yeah so they've done this they've been doing this for a few months now one young lion is picked and they have to wrestle the other three young lions in back-to-back matches you beat one young lion you get a reward you beat two young lions you get a reward you beat all three young lions you get two hundred thousand yen worth of yakiniku, so just meat for 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 all intents and purposes. But also, you get a shot at Zack Saber Junior. in the NJPW World TV Championship. And lo and behold, Saturday, before the semi-finals kicked off in a dark match, Bolton Oleg defeated all three of the Young Lions back to back to back. The other three all had their chance; they all bottled it. Here comes Bolton, and he does it. We're getting Bolton Oleg versus Zack Saber Junior. I cannot explain how fucking excited I am for that match. You could tell which one of us is a true professional wrestling fan slob because I was like, he gets like a lifetime supply of food, right? Kieran's like, I'm excited for the TV title match. I was like, man, look at all that food he gets, though. I wish they would show. Is there, uh, I know this was the dark, there's no footage, huh? It might have been on TV in Japan because obviously not, not everything's shown on just NJPW World. It's shown on like TV on Samurai TV and stuff in Japan. Um, but yeah, it may have been on TV, but it may have just been for those in attendance. Um, but yeah, Bolton Oleg, I, I love this man. He is incredible. The sucking size of the man. He speaks perfect Japanese in his backstage comments. Um, he is like shoot, strap the rocket to that man. I <laughs> I wouldn't be entirely against it if he just fucking beat Zach for the title. Wow. Really? Like, it's never going to happen. He's a young lion. But if New Japan were like, fuck it, let's go all in on this boy. Like, I would be all very... I would jump on that train and fucking choo-choo. Let's go Bolton. I, uh, I, I know you are... Full transparency, the quarterfinal... I just watched those matches, right? But I did watch the whole night here. Um, Saturday. What was I doing? I was recording a podcast, so I missed half of it, and then I watched like the back half. I didn't watch Did everything. You... I obviously I watched thought... the semi-finals live, so, the, the the actual semi-final matches. Uh, and, and we're gonna talk about those in a minute. But I thought fucking Suzuki Ren Narita against Umino and Honma was fucking awesome, dude. I didn't watch that. I did watch the TMDK versus like the Hontai chaos group which i thought was fucking fun. tremendous. yep fujita is unreal man he is going to change that junior division when he comes back from excursion now yeah i thought you know obviously it's a full the the, the main the focus here is the final um the 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 two semifinals matches but man i really i really enjoyed uh some of the undercard here the undercards were really good from what I saw. Like, I was a bit disappointed it was just undercards. Like, they started stories off on the semi-final, though, which was cool. You had the War Dogs confronting uh, G.O.D., and you had Hanaro and Eddie Kingston getting into it post-match and stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they they made the undercard feel a bit more special, and the crowd were just electric both nights. They really helped the undercard feel better than it probably maybe was. Um, but yeah, two semi-final matches, first of which, Okada defeating Evil. We've already had a uh, Matt's uh, very deep and very statistical analysis on his thoughts on Evil. What, what did what did you think? You can't sit there and tell me you enjoyed this. Uh, do you know what? I'd be lying if I said I could remember it overly well. Um. Oh yeah, Okada just like one man united everyone, didn't he? Like you had all the interference, and he just drop kicked everyone out of the ring. 
uh, yeah, when evil, I, just, I don't know. Again, I, I don't oh know. no, do you know what? Evil fucking hit his finisher, didn't he? And I was like, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I can't remember anyone kicking out of Evil's finisher before. Bro, I would have oh. ripped my fucking TV off the wall. I would have thrown my <laughs> fucking TV in the front yard. My wife would have murdered me. Did you not buy it when he hit the finisher? I was no, because like, when, when, when we got down to... I can't. Kieran, my brain won't allow me to process this version of Evil getting as far as he... If I... If I had to sit through a fucking Naito Evil finals for the G1, I, w- I wouldn't have watched it. I just like literally, I, I, yeah, he hit it and I went like, hey, so sat next to me, she's on her phone, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to do it. And I'm like leaning forward every time, like, as the counts. And then like Okada kicks out last second. I fucking, they got me good with that, man. Um, if that- Okada submitted to Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door and then lost to Evil, he might as well fucking hang up his trunks. <laughs> evil um, loss is the most detrimental thing to his career and then in the main event of the semi-final the other semi-final match will osprey tetsu naito round three um they met in the semi-final last year will osprey got the win they had the rematch for the u.s title osprey got the win but this time naito comes up with the goods but fuck me this this crowd these two men this match this environment the occasion this might I, I this could this is easily one of the matches of the year, undeniable, and perhaps my match of the year. Um, and we we have to speak about Osprey's professionalism, for lack of a better word, when Naito was clearly fucking off his rocker. <laughs> yep. This this was look. This overshadows the this over overshadows the next night's main event. This was this was the match of the tournament. Like with Osprey ELP being a close second, this was fucking bonkers it's just yeah like it, it these two men naito just has his chemistry with everyone is just off the charts you think of how good his matches with abushi were with jay white were or of carter of course tanahashi uh zach saber jr will osprey like naito is just the perf seems to be the perfect opponent for everyone um but this will osprey trilogy that's an all-timer man you put it up there with the kenny omega and naito trilogy you put it up there with the kenny omega Ricardo quad like this is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, of course, like, you know, people figured out when Naito kind of gets rocked and he bends down as Osprey's about to do a hook kick and flush on the fucking face. Um, and yeah, Naito's clearly not the same from that moment onwards. Yeah, no. And, and look, well, well, Osprey's a, a professional, man. You know, he knew what to do by the time. Let uh, let Naito get his feet underneath them because uh, we had a we had a. We had a, a goal to get to, right? The, the so. like the, the standing ten count worked wonders as well. Like it really added to the suspense and the tension, the suspense and the tension. Um, but yeah, just like there's definitely if you listen to English commentary versus if you listen to Japanese commentary, the audio mixing is very different, I think. And in the English one, you could very clearly hear Will Osprey calling the end of the match. Uh, he's saying Naito, Hidden Blade, Naito, Naito Sun. He even says Naito Sun which I think is really just he's in the middle of this moment. He's like, holy shit, this is a big moment. He's still being respectful to Naito, which is really nice. But he's like, Naito, son, hidden blade, Naito, Naito, hidden blade. Let's go. You can do it, Naito. And then they do the hidden blade bit um, and Naito ducks it. And then he's like, okay, Destino, let's go, let's go. Um, and whilst it's bad that you I can you can really clearly hear it, the fact that Osprey is basically carrying around a man who's barely conscious through an um, ending of a match and it still was as good as it was i you, you 
and I can't you can't I can't have a bad word to say about Osprey in regards to this. No, and, and look, true professional, we gaffed it. We have, the the story is Naito wins the G one, right? We can't. We've done all this work to get to this point. Like it fucks if if you know. Osprey just decides like, okay, like he can't go and I have to fall on top of this guy or it's some shitty count out to an unbelievable match. Like they, they fucked the whole G1. So he had to, and it doesn't, you know, people are going to fucking nitpick. Oh, I could hear him calling the spots. But at the end of the day, like this is where we needed to get, we needed to get to Naito Okada, the final. So it's- hats off to him, man. Fucking great job. And like the first Destino that Naito hits, like where Naito goes to do something, Osprey kind of slaps the arm out of the way and everything like that. Like I rewatched the ending today, um, not long before we started recording. Like Osprey basically does the entire Destino by himself. Like Naito is stood still, and Osprey goes, "Let's go!" Fucking yeets him up and over himself. Like it's remarkable, like to watch this match and see just what Osprey was able to do with a dead body on his hands um yeah. like you know we, we we've got nothing but love for for will osprey like you know we're both huge fans of his um but i think this just put him into another level i think like like i wouldn't say put him into another level it just showed a different side of osprey that perhaps we weren't so privy to as fans i'm sure other wrestlers knew it but as fans we don't get to see this stuff of course yeah you don't get to see behind the curtain but when the fucking push came to shove and we needed to get to where we needed to go he did everything uh, in his power to make sure that happened. And we're behind, behind the curtain, though, Matt. You go behind the oh. curtain after the main event, and Will, Will Ospreay is there. He doesn't want the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. It means nothing to him. So what does he do? He unveils the IWGP United Kingdom Heavyweight Championship. The British are coming, Matt. We're taking over again. Is... I don't have. I'm not as excited. I first of all, I wasn't excited to begin with with the IWGP US Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. Um, from a that logistically does it make more sense? Is it easier for them to do stuff in the UK or have UK guys go here there? I so I'm not going to take credit for this. What I've seen people hypothesize, Matt, and I think you'll like this. Let's get your thoughts on this. You've oh. got the IWGP US title. We don't know if the IWGP UK title is like approved or what. Osprey just going off the rails, kayfabe wise. What's the cat deal with there? Will the IWGP committee approve it? But right now we've got IWGP US and the IWGP UK title. What if you combine them, Matt? Yeah, you combine two titles, two international titles from different continents. Yeah. What 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 could you call that title? You could call it IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Oh, I like that. that's what i've seen people guessing and fantasy booking um and i don't think there's going to be an upset person if that happens uh they 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 badly need to bring back the ic title and i think that's a fucking great way to do it hot dog osprey has been vocal about saying this should be the iwgp intercontinental championship in his backstage promos prior so you know give the title to osprey and fucking you you couldn't ask for a better man to be holding it in the first instance uh but I'm a fan of it anyway. It get, like the US title has got this stigma about it of what the fuck is it? Um, and Osprey changed that when his reign, and then Omega took it hostage for six months. Um, but now, and Osprey's now doing the work instantly back in the G1, perhaps defending it all in in Wembley Stadium. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan of the UK title. Well, of course I am. You should, and rightfully you should be. You should be proud of your UK heritage, sir. I should be. Uh, and then we get on to the final night of G1 climax. It's all come down to this. 
uh, a bunch of pre-card matches. I'm quite disappointed this was a one-match card. I gotta say, first off, like you had the Aaron Hanari and Eddie Kingston stuff. You had the War Dogs and the God stuff. I thought we'd maybe get a title match, maybe. Um, but you know, more for me. Um, main event: Tetsuya Naito winning G1 Climax 33 exactly six years after he beat Kenny Omega to win the G1 Climax last. Naito, Tetsuya Naito on top of the world. Three-time G1 Climax one. Oh, look, he's got the hat. Did you? New era too, man. Oh, wow. That from the Tokan shop? Uh, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. But three, yeah, this... Three-time winner. Another incredible chapter in the Okada and uh, Naito rivalry. They've done it all. They've never met in a G1 Climax final. Uh, and it's a rivalry unlike anything else. You know, they, they shared the room as a young lion, met as young lions, and now here they are, G1 Climax final, and Naito comes out on top. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the story is written, and so it will be told now. Sonata clearly the IWGP heavyweight champion, and, you know, he unceremoniously left LIJ, but still, it hurts. But yeah, the match, uh, you know, the crowd absolutely losing their minds. Of course they are. They're going for Naito. Naito, again, didn't even mention it in the Osprey match. Naito going for the fucking Stardust Press. There's not, there's no moment in wrestling more hype than when Naito fucking pumps that chest and goes to the top rope. Nothing gets my blood going like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Look, he, he we kind of knew going into it, but uh, he delivered all across the board. Naito Okada delivered. Um, interested. Inter I'm interested to see now because now we're post G1. What the story is with the likes of the Okada. Um, oh, Alexa wants to know something. Hold on, let me tell her to shut her stupid mouth. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I mean he's still got a six man title. As we, we're people are forgetting, and myself included, because he's not worn it all tournament. Um, but yeah, you still got him, Ishii Tanahashi, still the six men champions. Uh, but yeah, this this felt right, so right. Tetsuya Naito getting this final hurrah um, because it's not likely to happen again. Uh, getting this main event in Tokyo Dome like he so thoroughly deserves. And, you know, it should end with him defeating Sonada, getting to do that final roll call, the big roll call in the main event of Tokyo Dome. He's always said only one person gets to walk up the ramp at the end of to at the end of Tokyo Dome, and he wants to be that person. He's never done it. He fucking won the double gold dash, and he didn't get to leave and walk up the ramp because of fucking Kenta. Um, and another little thing I want to throw in here: he done an interview with Tokyo Sports saying how his granddad died during the G1 Climax a couple of years ago. His granddad would always his his nan then died a year later, but his nan wouldn't go to shows because she didn't want to see her grandson getting beat up. <laughs> Very wholesome. Uh, but Grandad went. Grandad went and watched the shows by himself to go support his 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 grandson Naito. Um, and he was in he was in the Tokyo Dome when Naito won the double gold. Naito's granddad, uh, and he was he was upset that Naito didn't get to do the roll call, didn't get the Dehapon chant. Um, and of course, now he's not going to be around to see it if Naito gets to do it now. So Naito, you know, as much as he wants this moment for himself as well, he wants to do it for his grandfather who you know, missed out on the opportunity a few years ago because Kenta's a fucking cunt. Oh. <laughs> I'm still furious about that. Like, kayfabe and non-kayfabe. I fucking hate Kenta for that. Yeah, Kenta's, Kenta doesn't rank high on either of our lists, right? Man, like, I just, I was in the dome. I was on my feet. I was on a day. Like, I was shouting out with everyone else. And then 
fucking Kenta ruins it. I'm not going to be there when Naito does it in, in, on the next January 4th, for fuck's sake. Oh, don't fuck. Don't give me that bullshit. Dude, I have a moving house. I've got a wedding. Trying to get a new job. My life is a mess right now, but i got New Japan to keep me sane. All right, well, mark it. August, August 14th of the recording, Kieran said he's not going to be in the dome. <laughs> we'll see what happens in January. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but, Matt, an hour G1 Climax talk. Do we have any any final thoughts before we look to the future? I am dreading, dreading the future uh, Evil Sonata match. Oh, Sonata got hurt, too. Do you think that? Yeah, he did. I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Do you think that would have, do you think because he got hurt, it changed the course? Or was it always, do you think, Evil Sonata? No, I'd say he 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 got hurt early on. Like he as soon as he's bandaged up, clearly he's hurt from that point on. Um, like torn bicep or something like that. Uh, crazy that these people can carry on with a fucking torn bicep. Uh, whereas like you know I'd be laid up in the hospital crying my eyes out. Um, but yeah, no, I feel, I I don't think it changed anything. But he seems like you know he's he's at, he's on impact shortly and stuff. Um. So yeah, at the I, end of the month, right? He's out here for one of their their special. I don't know if he has a match, but I know no, he's they've be said he's appearing. Yeah, I don't know if he's got a match either. Um, but yeah, I think he he's. I don't think it changed things, but yeah, we survived it. We done G one climax. We're done talking about G one climax for another year. Tetsuya Naito, thank God, won the tournament. Yeah, big huge win for Naito. I did put. Out, I just want to throw some things past you before we move onward. I put out yesterday that we were recording, and I asked people to give their breakout performance, match of the tournament, MVP, and moment. Um, uh, Declan says uh, his breakout performance was Shane Haste. Yep. Um, match of the tournament, Naito Osprey, which I think across the board everybody really loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP. I saw a lot of responses for Gabe Kid. Oh yeah. Uh, and then his Declan's moment uh, was when Osprey beat Okada. Our good friend Yusev, uh, his breakout performer was Gabe Kidd. His match was Osprey Naito. Um, his MVP was either Osprey or Kidd. And then uh, he said uh, his moment was Naito winning and, and Eddie Kingston living his best life uh, in Japan. He really was living his best life, man. Uh, he He was loving it. A lot of people liked uh, Suji for the the breakout performer. Yeah, I'd throw Suji in there for sure. Suji, Gabe Kid. It's it's across the board. Um, a lot of people have a very similar. Uh, lots of lots of smart people in the responses. Good. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props to all these guys too. So, uh, one person loved Eddie Kingston on commentary. Um, but yeah, we we should. Uh, Eddie Kingston was really fucking good on commentary. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh. He he was he was really he was just really good. Um, I I loved him on commentary. Uh, but yeah, as well the final night setting up future title matches. Suji defeated Will Osprey, pinned Will Osprey. Um, Suji's coming for the IWGP UK Championship. You got El Fantasma and Hikaleo teaming up to take on Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin for the strong tag titles. Tamatonga's coming from the Never Title. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Hanare are gonna battle for the strong openweight title in Las Vegas. It seems. Um. Show is coming for the KOPW title. TMDK are coming for the IWGP tag team titles. Uh, New Japan set a lot of stuff in motion uh, that we're going to see play out over the Destruction Tour. Um, it won't all be just one big event. Uh, the Destruction Tour has multiple big events across the year. The IWGP tag titles might main event one night and stuff like that. 
Yeah, so that's we are we are up and at them now, heading heading forward. You used to talk about the destruction tour. They can pull some stuff off in your neck of the woods for Royal Quest Three, which I'm sure you're, you're very excited for. Dude, I was like, they ran October last year. I'm in Benidorm in Spain for like a li- a, a week in October, and I was like, if these guys fucking run London whilst I'm in Benidorm, it's the weekend after. Thank fucking god. I was bricking it waiting for this announcement. But yes, uh, uh, Royal Quest 3 hitting the copper box October 14th. Uh, Pre-sale tickets going up on August 29th. Sign up at njpwuk.com. I'm pretty sure the website is. Um, Yeah, njpwuk.com. At the copper box uh, where they done their first one in 2019 and announced so far Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. Um, But by the time you're watching this, there will hopefully be more. Um, but I'll be there. I'll be trying my best to get front row tickets as always. Um, and I'll be at a copper box in a couple of weeks. Um, a week and a half, really, Matt. And you know, was this was this match announced the last time we spoke? There's no way this match was announced, was it? You know which match. Have you have you seen the match that's been announced for Rev Pro in the Copper Box, Matt? I feel like it happened like right after we we wrapped up. The match. There is only one match taking place on this entire card. One match, you say? One match. There's only one match that matters on this entire card, Matt. I feel like you're, you're. I, I, I understand the excitement, but let's, let's, let's not. That, I, let's I mean, I, all the other wonderful talent that's going to be on this Ref Pro show. Oh, what, like Will Ospreay versus Shingo. What's that? Ugh, who cares about that, man? Oh man. Uh, you know, Zack Saber Junior versus Ricky Knight Junior. Who cares? Like. Tomohiro Ishii's coming over. Oh, God. Kose Fushita, he, he's cool. I'm very excited to see Kose Fushita. Um, but, of course, if you know me, you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about Shingo? Uh, <laughs> Shibata? Of course I am. El Fantasmo and Katsuyori Shibata teaming up to take on Gabriel Kidd and David Finley. I wish you could have seen me, Matt, when I saw this match get announced. I've... Oh my god! I was in the bathroom. I finished an episode <laughs> of the what? No, not that. I finished an episode of the Wire. I went to the toilet. I'm scrolling my phone, and Shabbat. I see Shabbat has been announced. Shabbat is coming back to the you fucking K. I can see Shabbat. I can meet Shabbat. I screamed. I shouted. I was just like, "Let's fucking go!" I was like, "Hazel, Shabbat is coming!" And I was literally jumping up and down on my fucking bed like a five year old. I kept Wait, shouting. My, you my, the bathroom to your bedroom. I run. I was running around the house. I shit you not. And I, I felt, I felt bad after because my Hazel's holding our our kitten that's like nine, ten months old in her arms because the kitten's fucking terrified because I'm being a oh, lunatic. Yeah. She's absolutely shit scared because I'm being a lunatic, jumping around the house, scaring the poor life out of this little kid. Um, but goddamn man, against Gabriel Kid as well on the opposite side of the ring, like. This match is booked for me. I'm so happy. Don't be. That's I, I'm thrilled for you. Thrilled for you. It's a huge show. It is. It's, it's, I mean, look, we just said New Japan are running the Copper Box. Uh, this is the same venue that Rev Pro are running. Obviously, New Japan are 500 times bigger than Rev Pro. Um, it's, it's Rev Pro's biggest show ever. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for All In Weekend. I'd, I'd like. I'm far more excited for this show than I am for All In itself. Um. But it's, it's stacked to the brim with New Japan talent. You've got JJ Gale taking on Kose Fushita. Uh, I'm very excited to meet Ichiban Sweet Boy. Um, El Fantasma Katsuyori Shibata taking on Gabriel Kidd and David Finley. With Gado. 
Gado's in the graphic and Gado's coming over, which I find hilarious. Um, Luke Jacobs taking on Tomohiro Ishii, RKJ taking on Zack Sabre Jr., Dan Maloney taking on Leon Slater, or Driller Maloney, I should say, Michael Oku versus Trent Seven for the Undisputed Bruce Heavyweight Championship, and Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi. More matches to be announced. Mickey James is also on the card. Uh, her match yet to be announced, although it's going to be... Uh, it'll be Mickey James versus Hyan versus Alex Windsor for the Women's Championship. Um, and we're also probably getting Velocities versus Subculture for the tag titles. Um, and I'm not sure about the Cruiserweight title. Uh, but yes, basically, huge show. I'll be there. I'll be at All In. Um, I can't wait for that weekend. I can't, for, can't wait for you to enjoy that weekend. Have you been able... To, are you still unable to do uh, this this New Japan Weekender coming up? I am. Is that I still, am still stolen unable. away from you? It's very, very brokenhearted. God damn it, man. We've got All-Star Junior Festival and Multiverse United coming up this coming weekend, August 19th and August 20th. Um, there's a weird name announced for the All-Star Junior Festival, to say the least, Matt. Dude, there's a shitload of names. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a bit silly because they're not. I don't. I don't. Is it even possible that they're gonna get every? Does everybody have a match? Like I'm looking at the card and I don't. I don't there's know. a crazy amount of people announced for this show. Um, and yeah, they don't all have matches yet. You're right. Um, is your is your one name? Are you talking about? Bada bing, bada boom, realist guy in the room. I'm talking about Mr. Soft. Um, this is fucking bizarre. And real one, he's called now, formerly Enzo Amore, being announced for the All-Star Junior Festival. Um, but yeah, there's like there's a one-night tournament, two rounds. Kevin Knight versus Clark Connors. Francesco Akira versus Mike Bailey. The two winners of that will meet in the final. Um, Matt Sidell and Yo taking on Bushi and Shun Skywalker from Dragon Gate. Yeah, the Philly Cheesesteak Cup. Philly Cheesesteak Cup, of course, the most prestigious cup in all of pro wrestling. Tetsuya Naito wishes he was in contention for this after winning the G1. It means nothing. Uh, Hiromu and Rocky Romero versus Master Watto and Blake Christian versus Doki and Lowrider for the Philly Cheesesteak Cup in a freeway tag ladder match. Um, Mao and El Desperado taking on Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne and a lucky dip tag match. The tag team partners will be decided by random drawing once in the ring. You've got Kose Fujita, Yoshinobi Kanemaru, Alex Shelley, Robbie Eagles, Ace Austin, Chris Bray, TJP, and Cheeseburger. Um, and yeah, there's there's tons of guy. I'm sure there's tons more guys announced that haven't got matches yet. I don't think at the time of recording. I I have no idea. The 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 list is ridiculous. I mean, it's great. Look, it's great. It's great to showcase these guys. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show. And I'm bummed that I can't be there. It'll be but a I'm, not gonna you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay to see this. Like, I'm not going to buy the pay-per-view. Oh, no. Hell no. No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's a very fun if you're there show, but it's not a show that's going to have any match of the year contenders. It's not going to have any lasting impact on any promotion. I don't think it's just a fun for the moment type deal. I like the... Uh, I am more interested in the next night at the multiverse. What's got you interested at the multiverse? United 2. I'm not even gonna lie. Doki Sammy Callahan and Julia. <laughs> Doki Sammy Callahan is the but it's the most bizarre fucking match, isn't it? Right, um, but I think it's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh man, I Doki bless his fucking heart. Um 
Yeah. Uh, all, all the power in the world to Doki, man. The man got himself over on Rampage in front of an audience that had no idea who he was. The Doki Doki train cannot be stopped. No, not at all. And then I think uh, I think it's huge that Julia is going to be defending the Strong Women's Championship against uh, Deanna Parazu, Giselle Shaw, and Momo Kongo in a four-way. Yeah, I don't know that Momo Kongo has been officially announced yet, but Momo put up a tweet, I think, saying, like, I should be included or something like that. And Meltzer reported it before. Um, but yeah, four-way after Julia defeated you. To retain the strong title the same day as the G1 Climax Finals. Uh, I've not been able to watch anything from that stardom show yet. Uh, also, Mayu Watani defeated Utami Haishushta to retain the IWB Women's Championship. Um, so I saw strong... she did some kind of crazy uh, Poison Rana. Yeah, have you not seen that before? It's fucking incredible, isn't it? I saw that. I'm sure I've seen it before, but I saw the clip the other, yeah. the other night. And I was like, oh, this is Kieran's chick. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. It's one of the most impressive moves in wrestling, man. The, the she she's she's that's all on she's just saying that's all on her opponent like she can't see what she's fucking doing she's right. just jumping backwards into nothing and hoping that you know that her her, her 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 dance partner her opponent in that match will do what they need to do um but yeah uh julia and uh mayu keeping their titles um my version i had two as well you got sack save jr and shane hayes take on moose and eddie edwards um <laughs> and, uh, a junior heavyweight scramble, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven way match. Uh, Frankie Kazarian versus Bushi versus Kevin I versus Chris Avon versus El Desperado versus Mal versus Rich Swan. Um, a match being called Bullet Club versus the World. Oh, yeah. Um, David Finley, Kenta, Clark Connors, Alex Coglin, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin taking on the returning Josh Alexander, PCO, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, El Fantasmo, and the DKC. Could you um, could you pick six more random dudes <laughs> versus the world, man? They represent the world. You got Canada. So what, what world is look? I love PCO, but what world is he representing? Exactly, man. He represents the world of his own. Um, tag match: Trey Miguel and Leo Rush versus Hiromi Takashi and Mike Bailey, and likely the main event: Alex Shelley defending the Impact World Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi making history as the first man to challenge for the IWGP. AEW and Impact World Championships all in one year. And he'll also be the first man to lose challenging for all three in a single year, no doubt. They also announced uh, two pre-show matches. Kenny King defends the Impact Digital Media Championship against Uncle Nobu mm -hmm. and Joe Hendry, uh, Yuya Yurma. Why can't I? Yuya Yurma. Why? Joe Hendry and Yuya and Heath take on Rocky Romero and six or nine in six man tag action. Yeah. Uh, Romero has been really cool in impact. Like I see a clip of him every week, like the stuff he's doing with Joe Hendry. Have you seen it? Like they do this, say his name and he'll appear thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty funny. Uh, Joe Hendry's pretty funny dude. So yeah, I, I like they, to see Yuya with him. It's funny. They, they seem to work very, very fucking well together. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be two shows that I think are more for the crowd in attendance than anyone that's looking to buy on pay-per-view. 100%, 100%. If you could be in the house to see both shows, I think you'll have a really great time. And the diehards will check it out, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, I may chip, like, you know, uh, pick, take the pick of the litter based on what everyone says, you know, what, what, what's good and what's so not, not, what's not so good. Um, as well, speaking of Kose Fushita, he's on both cards. He's going on excursion, it seems. He'll be at the Copper Box. I'll get to uh, see, and I'm planning to get a meet and greet ticket to meet him whilst he's over here at Rev Pro. 
He's got dates booked in Australia where it seems he'll probably be doing the majority of his excursion, but he's officially going on excursion now. Um, and Ryohei Oiwa is seeming is he's going to Noah. I assume it's his excursion. Kaito Kimi invited him to come Noah. Uh, a match has been announced with him already. The final night of N1 victory tournament is uh, Kaito and Ryohei versus Zach and uh, Yosh uh, Ogawa. I can't remember his first name. Uh, but he like trained Zach when Zach was in the dojo. They were tag partners a long time ago, and that's Zach's return to Noah. Um, you know, Noah Zach was in the Noah dojo a long time ago, so it's a big deal for Zach to be resigning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big like we keep saying that they're in star making mode. These guys going on excursion, it seems quite quickly. Oh, yeah, we're in Kose Fushita. Like it seemed like Shota and Suji were and and you know and Ren and stuff were around forever before they went on excursion. Yeah, I guess they're uh, get get it. Uh... I guess things are the world's it's we're we're in the post pandemic era now. So maybe it's it's a little easier. You know, these guys got I don't know, like that maybe they spent extra time because of the pandemic in the Japanese dojo and at some of the house shows or the the you know, not the house shows, but the, the tours. So maybe maybe they they just got fast tracked, uh and, and that's that. I, I really don't know. It's okay. good though, I don't mind it. I think it's interesting as well because historically it's always been you go to Mexico, you go to the UK, or go to America on excursion. We've got Oyawa staying in Japan, going to Noah, and we've got Kose Fushita going to Australia. Um, you know, New Japan really broadening their horizons. And, you know, I like I said, I think Kose Fushita can be such a game changer for the junior division. I've always wanted a proper technical guy in the junior division, as Zach Sabre Jr. For, for the tech junior division because the junior division just hasn't had that since I've been watching the product. Um, and I started like back in 2014, 2015. Um, so I think Kose Fusha will be such a breath of fresh air once he returns. Um, and I, I would strap that boy up straight away, man. Uh, get, get him going big time uh, as the representative of TMDK in the junior division. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with them. And I think they do a good job with the excursion too because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And then you get the surprise like we did with when Suji came back where you're like, you know, what are all these weird dinosaur videos? Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot he was on excursion. So I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You you were talking stardom. They're doing a tournament, right? They're in the middle of their five-star Grand Prix, yeah. But they... But the, they, person, they go on. the person that was supposed to... They were booked to win it. She got hurt, like, the first night, right? Saya Kamatani got injured in the main event of the first night. Um... Meltzer reporting that she was meant to win it. Uh, you know, you always take that stuff with a big pinch of salt from Meltzer when it comes to Japan. Uh, but he's seemingly getting more stuff. He's talking stardom more and more recently. Uh, so, you know, he's probably got some some source. Um, and he was right about his four-way with Julia, Momo Kogo, uh, Giselle Shaw, and Diana Perrazzo. Um, But yeah, the, the stardom tournament is very different. It's spread out over, I want to say, about two months. Whereas G1 Climax is let's fucking go. Like, for example... They had this show on Sunday where you had Julia defended her title, Mayu defended her title, the top champion, the wonder of stardom, the world of stardom champion, sorry, Tam Nakano defended her title in the main event. Like that would be as if G1 in the middle of their tournament, they just had another, if they had Dominion in the middle of their tournament or something. Um, stardom, the stardom process is very different with uh, the five star Grand Prix. It takes place over a long amount of time. And I'm sure it's done to, to, to prevent injury but they just got snake bitten did you see uh did you see oscar went on social media yesterday and she kind of took aim at stardom 
yeah like just the japanese media in general and stuff um but yeah i i i don't know too much about it i know uh on the wrestling discord there were people talking about uh trent uh kind of enlightened us all at one up culture on twitter um they're like yeah she had beef with how this the joshi scene was once upon a time how it was treated differently to how the men were it was less about the wrestling and more about the looks and stuff like that um she kind of she she even sat out like a manifesto asuka did once upon a time back when she was kind of in japan saying like you know we should do this and this and this um and the media didn't like her for it um and yeah on twitter she was saying how the media tried to make her look like shit when she went to wwe and stuff but she's still done it all um I think she said that stardom was made to try and help to try and make her fail or something like that. Uh, Oscar went as far as saying on Twitter. Yeah. This, uh, Oscar stardom was created to destroy me personally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but obviously that stardom was created in like 2011, I want to say maybe a bit later. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. And she does say that, you know, this was a long time ago. She wishes the best for everyone now, um, in stardom. She appreciates it's a different environment and world. Um, but yeah, she she popped off on Twitter, man. Asuka went went at it. That's crazy town, USA, man. Yeah, um, I'm always interested when shit like that pops up because I know nothing about it, so I kind of have to. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know much. Like it was just the, the guys on the wrestling Discord enlightening enlightening me and many others about the the history there with the Joshi scene and Asuka, um, because yeah, not many people knew of Asuka before WWE, unlike unlike now where everything's so accessible. Yeah, and then your your I think your girl's going back to the WWE, the pirate, right? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. So Kyrie was she announced she's going on a hiatus. Ah, it's um, a long boat ride from Japan to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she said she's going on a new voyage. Um, I think she said how long hiatus is going to be or something, maybe. But there were reports ahead of that that she was going back to WWE, and she didn't say she wasn't when she was asked directly um so yeah it could be that she's taking a break and then she will be back in wwe eventually um but yeah time will tell hey you mentioned the wrestle in discord do you have to be part of the wrestle in patreon to get access to the discord no no anyone can the link's up on the wrestling website wrestlein.com iwn um yeah you can click the discord link we put out a tweet every so often to promote it because you know we want people to join it was buzzing during the new japan tournament it's every wednesday night people are live chatting about dynamite um not not so much wwe discussion unsurprisingly um but yeah uh, people are talking about everything like there's a big tjpw contingent tjpw's tournament also wrapped up on sunday me and yumashita winning the tokyo princess cup uh but yeah there, there, there's it's summer in japan is tournament fucking season it is it's a lot to keep up with and if you're looking to keep up on it, you want to go check out WrestleIn at WrestleIn. That's I double N. And then you want to jump on their Patreon. I got notification that their latest uh, episode was posted yesterday, right after the finals of the G1. And I saw my friend Kieran was involved. And I was like, oh, this poor guy's going to do this now. And then we have to record tomorrow. But it's great, great content. If you're really seriously, man, if you're looking to get your fingers on the pulse of what's happening on in Japan, Chaco Pro, New Japan, All Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, Stardom, whatever else is over there. They got a thousand fucking wrestling promotions in Japan. Wrestling is the place <laughs> to go. And Kieran's a part of it. Seriously, check it out, man. If you enjoy this and you maybe you're not so much into the WWE, AEW's got you down because it's all backstage politics and nonsense that you hear about more than the wrestling show wrestling's got all 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 the wrestling stuff covered so please check out kieran and his crew over at wrestling 
yeah uh we're, we're always trying to put out as much content as we can it's regular content it's original content we're not trying to report on the news or anything like that and um, we're just a group of people that love wrestling and we're going to talk about the wrestling we love rather than focusing on the things that aren't so fun um but yeah we got aw podcast struggle pro podcast tokyo joshi podcast new japan podcast uh matt said i'd like so we we record into the wrestleverse every sunday every sunday morning uk time but obviously japan shows take place sunday mornings as well so sometimes we record a bit later in the day so it's a matter of we, we will all watch the show the show will finish and then we'll all jump on our headset straight away and start recording so like yeah into the rest of us on sunday we recorded like 10 minutes after the g1 climax finished it's awesome it's awesome so you guys should check that out uh and you should follow kieran on social media at kieran rh93 on the twitter machine x x uh, that's what we're calling it now Fuck. no we're not we're not <laughs> Uh, I do a podcast every Monday night at Wizards Podcast on all social media forums. You can follow us. We have a good time. There's apparently a game. By the time this comes out, I will have participated in uh, when Wizards collide. Uh, Tony, uh, we do uh, we do pay per view picks throughout the year. The winner decides punishment. So I uh, are, are you the Punisher or the Punishee? I'm the Punishee. I have this uh, this dry erase paddle that was mailed to me. So this will be used at some point in the show uh, tonight slash the other day when we recorded it because this probably comes out Tuesday or Wednesday. But there's going to be some kind of weird game that I'm going to be taking part of. So you never know with me what you're going to get. Uh, it's a lot, We have a lot of fun over the Wizards podcast. We're trying a also, lot of new different things over there. Yeah, um, and I, on the YouTube, man, there's always the clips dropping throughout the week as well on the Shining Wizards YouTube channel. Um Make sure you subscribe to that. I don't know the link off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, no, I like, I check my subscriptions quite every so often on YouTube. And there's always these great little digestible clips. If you know, if time isn't of your, if, if you've not got too much time, check out the YouTube instead. Yeah, youtube.com slash the shining wizards. I could have guessed. Yeah, well, you know, at Wizards Podcast, the shining wizards. We're, we were really late on the YouTube stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, real, like we had a YouTube page, but uh, like, we didn't really start using it until the pandemic because we would always just we were always together when we did the show. Yeah, so we we without like getting like expensive like recording equipment and video cameras and shit. We didn't know how to do it, but now it's just you just upload the video right to it, so it's easier this way. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I think Kieran, I think that's it, buddy. I think we covered everything, right? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is there is, what, what guests do we have coming up on the Wizards, or what guests have we had recently? Uh, we haven't had any new guests since the last time we talked. Uh, August has been kind of crazy. Last week, um, last week only uh, KJG was in the house. Tony was on vacation. Handsome Kevin was uh, was backstage at Raw. Um, oh, fucking hell, Handsome Kevin yeah, makes moves. He does independent work in Minnesota, so he was invited. They didn't use him, but he got to be there uh, and experience. And, and I had to work last Monday. I had to make up a rain date, so no Wizards. Uh, this week, we're doing this Wizards Collide thing. Next week is kind of just going to be a fun thing. And then actually, Handsome Kevin is flying out from Minnesota for my barbecue in a couple weeks. So we're actually all going to get together uh, in studio at the end of the month to do uh, a Wizards show. So that'll be fun. That's awesome. I that, I think that that will be my first in person watching and listening in person wizard show. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! End of the month. Yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be uh, 
it'll be exciting. And then September, we have a lot of cool things lined up. We're actually going to do a whole show where uh, we don't talk any current wrestling. We're going to pick a week from 1995 and just do the show like we're living in 1995. <laughs> That's cool. And you've got Wizards Court as well. You're doing the stuff on the Patreon. I saw you advertising oh. Patreon recently as well. The Wizards Court. I'm ter- I'm a ter- I'm terrible, terrible. <laughs> I am the fucking worst. I don't know. Don't know. I'm like, guys, you can't. I can't argue. Like, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> just fucking look at I just pull up articles and I'm like, this man wrestled in a diaper and he they pretended to put fake poop on everybody. This is terrible. That does sound very terrible. Hey, XPW, buddy. Fucking hell. Oh man. Um, but yeah, at Wizards Podcast, follow, listen, subscribe, Patreon, everything, all that good stuff. And of course, Fightful Overbook, we're thankful for them and Jeremy for giving us this platform. Fightfulloverbook.com is the website. Fightful.com, clearly you know who Fightful is if you're watching this. Subscribe to the Fightful Overbook YouTube. That's where we are. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. We appreciate all the comments that people leave. I mean, we could bring them up, but I think the G1's been such a such a marathon for us that I don't think the comments are current. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're two, weeks, they're two weeks old at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's like people just, you know, Matt hates Tanahashi's can, hair. So I hope Tanahashi's <laughs> hair wins. You can, you can give us your final G1 picks, though, and we'll get around to that now that it will be current because there's not going to be any more G1. So, you know, let us know what you thought of the G1, your overall views. Leave us a comment and we will get to them on the next episode for sure because they're not going to go out of date, uh, date anymore because the G1 is done. We done it. We survived. We did survive. And now we have a nice little break. Uh, all-star junior festival multiverse everyone can kind of uh heal up so we'll hope sonata gets better because he has to carry evil through a championship match at some point during the destruction tour and when we're back in two weeks i'll be a changed man i would have been reunited with my the my soulmate katsuyori shibata um i would have been to wembley stadium and i would have been to all in and then that's the saturday rev pro sunday aew monday I'll be right here. I'll be recording Bread Club alongside Matt. So I will not be here that Monday. Oh. <laughs> we, we had this conversation. We did have this conversation. We did. I will be post-barbecue, probably uh, hungover and hosting uh, Handsome Kevin. But there will be a Bread Club that week. Fear not, people. But we're, we can't go. No one can go a week without the bread. you got to have bread in the diet. We'll, we'll get it in there. I just don't know. I don't know when. We're going to figure that out. We'll make it work. Fight for overbooked could not survive without the bread club. That's true. I think that's very true. I, I I can't survive with the internet. Apparently, has it been shitty the whole show? It's not. It's it's your screen has frozen on occasion, but your audio has never changed or dropped. Your audio has been perfect. It's been a while since we have this issue, but the weather here in New Jersey has been fucking horrendous. Uh, I woke up yesterday, and apparently Sunday night I. Or Saturday night, I slept through a borderline tornado. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I woke up and it was, it looked like it rained. And I was like, oh man, it looks like it rained a lot last night. And then I got to, I live like, my job is like 20 minutes from where I live. And I pulled into town and there's fucking trees down. There's road closed. I'm like, what happened last night? And they were like, yeah, we got a tornado warning. And I was Matt. like, Matt's just Matt's just asleep having good dreams about evil. 
just being evil's best tired, friend. Man. Matt sleeping tightly, knowing that evil is on top of the wrestling world as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. You still haven't explained to me what the f- why. Why? Because because he beat evil because because evil beat Sonata and then Sonata wrote oh. a note. Sonata wrote no. a note which they has torture gave to the announcer Makoto Abe. And Abe read out Sonata's note, and Sonata said, I'm not good enough to be champion. Evil should be champion instead. Here you go, Evil. Please take my belt. Um, we've been bread club. You still haven't explained why Evil. You honestly can't tell me you enjoy watching Evil matches. I don't enjoy them per se, but they I don't think they're a lot better than they were. Um, and the crowd it makes it infinitely better and more enjoyable than it did once upon a time. Can, uh, hope can the book after this destruction match right i'm assuming please do not drag this out till fucking king of pro wrestling in november no, right that's usually the november. please yeah. can we close the book on the evil can we just can he be done can he go come come live with your wife here in the states take some fucking time off he yeah he he, he will certainly be falling out of the limelight i'm sure after he loses that destruction D- oh, is we didn't there... mention Jeff Cobb challenging Naito for the contract as a given as well. Oh, yeah. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb confronted Naito backstage. So much New Japan. It's so difficult to remember. Is there a world where evil goes back to being Watanabe? No. No world? Not anytime soon. House of Torture is here to stay. They, they, no. The House of Torture is... Well, no, Bullet Club are actually dickheads now. I was going to say, House of Torture is like the only full-fledged like baddies, but Bullet Club have done a good job of cementing themselves as bad guys too now. I have a picture of Wantanabe when he worked an independent show here in the States. I've got a picture of Sonata and Evil when they were tag champions. The pair of them. Um, leave Proper leave the memories alone type stuff as I see if I can find it and I filibuster looking through my phone. I don't remember when it was. It was pretty you, know, you don't always have to one-up me, Kieran. No, I want to see your Evil picture too, dude. Oh, I will share it with you. It's uh, It was like backstage at some indie show in New Jersey and he was there and and he was with Sumi Sakai, and she was just, you know, bringing him everywhere on excursion. They put him in a battle royal where he, of like, course. fucking was eliminated very quickly. There we go. Me. Look at you with the with the, with the the black hair. I'm the double champion. Like. <laughs> You're the double champion. Uh, uh, Sonata looks so happy. Um, that you think, was you, you think Sonata wrestles better when his hair is spiky? When he's got just a mohawk. Sonata is great now, man. I will never not hear any. Sonata, I'm so glad Sonata has had this reign. We went from thinking Sonata might be a one title defense to him going all the way to Wrestle Kingdom main event, having a seven match run in the G1 Climax. Eight match if you include this. No, he got knocked out in a quarter. Seven match run, undefeated. I love what they've done with him, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Sonata this year. Does it go, does the belt go to Naito and then does the, the Suji, does Suji usurp Naito and LIJ? Uh, I don't know. Maybe further down the line, I think Suji is definitely being groomed to be the next leader of Lij. It totally works. He's got that kind of cheeky spirit, that big Cheshire cat grin, like Naito does. Um, I, I, I'm t- I, I think Suji as the future leader of Lij certainly works. But Naito's got—he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's just gonna not be in the main event scene as much. All right. But, well, we, we, I look forward to hearing about. Your trip to the copper box and you and your your uh, dad reuniting, um, and uh, I'd love to. He- I can't wait to hear about your experience at AEW, uh, all in, 
I think it'll yeah. look, I think it'll be a great show. I am having my barbecue that day and I refuse to, I will not be ordering it or watching it because I devote so much time to professional wrestling. Like this is the only time I get to have this big barbecue. And I've been very clear with all my wrestling friends. Like, Hey, there will not the pay-per-view will not be on in my house. I'm not ordering it. You're not fucking sitting inside. It's a barbecue. We'll be in the backyard drinking, having a good time. If you decide to take the night off, please come here. There's more to there's more to life than wrestling, folks, but there's not more to life than the bread club. Exactly. Eat lots of bread. I'm gonna we're bring I'm bringing bread. I'm gonna remember to bring bread. I'm working on uh more sounds for the soundboard, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Uh so you'll yeah. be happy. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have more than just this. There will be more than just yeah. this. I'm working on, you know, a couple of Zack Sabre Jr. You fucking dickhead, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a work of pro- progress, but uh, but you're just going to have to tune into the Bread Club to see what kind of wacky, weird, fun uh, show headlines. What is that? Well, I'm we sorry. don't know exactly when, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be back. All-Star Junior Festival, Multiverse United. Uh, Rev Pride Copperworks will touch on AW all in because I'll be there. Um, and they'll no doubt be the destruction tour announced. And it's New Japan, man. Who else, who knows what else they'll have announced in those two weeks? Yeah, we're gonna find out what uh, what Sonata's doing at Impact, I guess, right? That too, yeah, yeah there, there's, there's a lot going on, there's always a lot going on. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Bread Club is forever, Bread Club for life, yeah, for life. Oh, take down the stupid banner. You can't see Kojima. There he is. This, my wife made some croissants. I, you, need croissant. the, you need the Kojima approval. Is a croissant bread, though? I guess, right? It, yeah, it's pastry. So would it should do it pastry? See, look at us. We're fighting over a piece of bread. Yeah. Like a is. loaf of bread, but but every picture of Kojima is eating a croissant. Yeah, but a cook a fine over a croissant or look as good. Yeah. Should we have been a pastry club? <laughs> no. His shirt says bread club. I understand what it says, but he's eating a croissant. Yeah, but <laughs> love how every time you're saying croissant, it's getting more and more French. <laughs> I think when I think of bread, I think of a loaf of bread. But now I'm questioning Kojima and our whole existence. Uh, uh, this is bread- what evil winning has done to my brain. It's melted my brain. That could be the final episode of Bread Club, guys. Perhaps we're Croissant Club when we come back in a couple of weeks. Dude, oh, we got to rebrand ourselves. Croissant Club? It works. Double C. Alliteration. Uh Triple C, because you're Kieran. I'd have to change my name to something else. Kieran's Croissant Club. Oh, yeah, Croissant for you <laughs> and me. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Fightful Overbook, like, rate, review, leave a comment, and we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. Uh, enjoy your professional wrestling. Enjoy, enjoy New Japan, and enjoy some croissants. <laughs>